Okay, before we get super into it, I wanna give a shout out to a friend of the show on Twitter at HipHopSense76 sent me a super nice message, an encouraging message. Go give them a follow. Super dope throwback songs are always posted. Great thought-provoking questions. Very fun friend. We have made it. Tell all part one. What started off as sort of a slow season, it felt like maybe we wouldn't be very invested. I ended up liking the season. People still talk shit about it, but I did not mind the season. I think it was due to a lot of the characters were not likable. Jabri, for example, just his over-the-topness. Miona in the beginning. Honestly, I think Miona probably grew on people over time. I liked her way more at the end than I did the beginning. Definitely. Emily, I think, was kind of a shit show. I think the way they sort her and her family in the beginning sort of not portrayed Kobe, but almost like treated him. Yeah, I didn't like, I was very anti-Emily family. But then we saw the wedding and I'm kind of sold see, on the, dad. I think over time you got sold on the family. You didn't really get sold on Emily. No, not at all. <laughs> so you see, it was, it was weird how that worked out. But anti. O- but overall, I, I did really enjoy the show. I enjoyed the season. I think we had a good time. You were kind of judging the show. Like, are we laughing? Are we talking shit about it? Like, are you engaged? And I, I feel like we were engaged this season. How I can tell it's a good season is, do I yell at you on the couch? Are we holding <laughs> each other and like yelling like that just happened? Like, things like that, right? Like we don't watch TV quietly. We are TV talkers. Oh, we're fucking judges, man. Yeah. I'm watching something. I'm just talking shit. This season did pick up. There was plenty, plenty talk later on. If I want to critique the show, I think the one part where I feel like they sort of botched the editing or the flow was really around the weddings. I feel like we didn't get much time, especially with Shida and Bilal, whereas they're focusing on this whole prenup thing, which it seemed like in the end it was no big deal. But then, Mm. I don't know, not so much the weddings, but I feel like the way they played their storylines, I I wasn't a fan. The reason I wasn't a fan is because I felt like I could see through the storyline. I saw where the editing took place and it wasn't clean cut at the end. It will surprise. It kind of leads you to think like, I know these people are going to get married or I know they're already married. Like this is some bullshit that I'm watching again. Still enjoyed the show, even though we're seeing through the bullshit. I assume at the tell all during the initial interviews before the tell all actually starts. I assume the producers tell them to talk crap to each other. They probably say we want uh, dialogue conversation. If you have an opinion, go ahead and and let's have a conversation. Like Kara saying she has a slick mouth. I would never say that to someone. It's yeah. weird. But they must sort of persuade them to make comments. Like, you know, we, we this needs to be a conversation. My favorite person throughout the tell-all and who still continues to be my favorite is Guillermo. Absolutely adorable. He's telling the guys, you can't fight with me. Yeah, he's smooth. He's like, I can't. I'm going to get beat up by y'all. So don't, don't be saying shit. Such a sweetheart. Tell-all starts. We get a little update from the couple's. I did not like when Patrick said that it's essentially hard to always have to do stuff for Thais. I think she could do it. Is he not giving her the opportunity, for example, to make her own appointments, to make phone calls? Or is she uncomfortable? It's one thing if she's uncomfortable. It's another thing if he's saying, you can't do it, just let me do it. Do you ever feel like maybe he's trying to protect her? In, in, In a way, like, I will just help you avoid an awkward situation. I could see that. But if she wants to try, I think he has to let her. Right. It's kind of like the, it's weird saying this, like the parent-child relationship where you have to let them fail. 
Yeah, or like fly. Work, like work through it. Yeah, right? Yeah. We see that Shida and Bilal are in the exact same place. She is looking... She's lost some of her spark. She does seem... I don't want to say sad, but just ser- almost serious. Yeah, because I bet the constant lectures and being told you're doing stuff wrong really gets to you. Do you think Emily borrowed this outfit from Angela? Funny throwback, no. Was it more orange than red? I felt like it was red. I don't know. Was it red? Me and you never agree on a color, so what is you it? are is probably the, right. Is the dress gold or blue or yellow or blue? What I'm pretty sure we were opposite on that as well. My favorite part, though, was when something would happen, it would cut to Mohammed, and we got the, oh my god, in person, like in real time. Great. He looks good with that haircut. Love the haircut. So much better. Give me the natural curls. I don't like the blowout straightening thing he was doing. No. No, Mohammed, that new hair, way, way better, dog. Two pregnancies, Thais and Kara, the exact same number of weeks along. I feel like you told me about the Thais one, but I did not know about the Kara one. I mean, nothing was for sure. It was rumors. Oh, okay. So. I don't think Kara on the show, she's like, I have goals. I have, you know, yada, yada. I'm a planner. Like, things are set. She I'm likes like, to party. Does not. I like to party. <laughs> did not seem like this was planned This at this moment in time. I think it was. You think it was? I think so. I think they were very into really? each other and very, yeah, no, I can see it. Really? Yeah. I feel like they would want to be more um, more grounded, more like Guillermo's got a job. He's, yeah, have he, they we're, mentioned? We're, we're kind of like, we moved into a bigger space or we're still in the apartment. Like, I feel like they would be more. I mean, she like, had like a three-story townhouse. She's doing fine. Yeah. Oh, was it a three-story? Oh, okay. Because remember, he got banished to the basement for her bachelor okay, party. Okay, okay. It's one of those. The, okay, yeah, I, I the get it. It's a skinny. Ones. It's a tall, skinny. Okay, I, I'm, I'm here. Emily and Kobe have a little girl. It's pretty incredible. And they showed us a little photo. She's Very so cute. cute. Very cute. Them eyes. Kobe is an analyst. He's working at a lab testing asphalt. Okay, the job sounded kind of dope. Super dope. So I got my beginning also as an analyst. I tested water. So shout humble, out. Humble, same team. Humble beginnings. Humble beginnings. It's um, it's good because you know he gets to be in a lab setting. Although it was interesting. They have overtime. Oh, labs have overtime. Okay, I, yeah. I was, I don't know why I figured they're set hours. Usually no. I think of a lab like they're set hours, but it's not like an office I or mean, something. it's the classic story of do the most with the staff you have. Right. <laughs> I guess because they're testing asphalt that would most likely be going to use in construction sites or something. Like if people are working. You cannot hold like, that process Yeah, up. if we're working around the clock, a lot of projects like we need this shit tested ASAP because we're trying to get this work done. So, okay, that makes sense. Emily is living her dream as a stay-at-home mom, which, I mean, if that's your dream, go for it. But Emily was living this, like, her whole life. It was weird. When they met, I didn't get the feeling, the way they were describing their story of coming together, they met in China, she was teaching over there. It didn't, like, it didn't scream to me, like, I want to be a stay-at-home mom. But I guess maybe over time, you kind of, that kind of developed and, well, but she I says, think- like, all her life or something, she's wanting to be a stay-at-home mom. I truly think she just took this job because she wanted to party overseas. And it was something that let her do that. Which is fine. That could have been her plan. I want to travel, party, and then be a stay-at-home mom. Yeah. Pretty dope way to do it. You're not just like vacationing. Like you get to see a new country. You get a paycheck. That's pretty cool. You know it's going to be in part two. Yes. It has to be. They didn't. Yeah, they didn't get into it in this, this episode of Are You Still Living at Home? I think... Okay, prediction. We don't know. Prediction. I think they moved out. Got themselves a little apartment... 
I mean, they really, well. Okay, in Salinas, I'm going to go out of my way. I'll even fucking look this shit up. I'm going to guess apartments are not expensive over there. I think it's gone up so much everywhere. Even there, I bet it's absurd. I'm about to look it up during this show. That's fine. Then we go to my least favorite castmate, I think. This might be my least favorite now than Emily. Might be kicking myself for saying that later on, but... Jabri says there's been a lot of jealousy from his friends and family because they shine. They look good together. And then Miona just says two words during the entire tell-all. Is she embarrassed? I, I would be I embarrassed. Maybe a little embarrassed, but I think she's holding her tongue because if somebody says something at me, I'm popping off. So she's just like, I'm going to quietly sit here and just chill. I would not let on, you pick but, on other people. But the fact that you're saying this is your most hated, that's not good either. Because what has happened to other hated cast members? They Fam- get extra seasons. Family Chantel, Ugh. single life. Uh, the one who we shall not speak her name. <laughs> I mean, like, I heard your other pods, and I apologize that I never get the pods names. Because, again, I'm a casual fucking viewer. Well, like, you just happen to I'm, be like... I'm over here hanging out, playing video games, and Ellie's listening to, like, 90-day pods. I just catch random shit. But one of them mentioned that this dude is going all in to, like, earn his own show. And he is making himself look like a fucking asshole. But here's the thing. Is he pushing too far past the line? I think so. Because he's getting to a point where it's not even good feedback. You're just really... It's almost like you try to fight Ari. You're just trying to fight anyone. You're trying to fight John. Like, dude, calm the fuck down. You're doing, oh, yeah. You're going over the top with it. Key question. John versus Jabri. I'm taking John. Easily. All the way. All money. John's got the reach. John's got the smooth bald head, so the punches <laughs> the punches will roll off. Um, he's I, fr- he's from the East Coast, man. They're they're. I picture him being scrappy. You know, he's probably got that that East East Coast courage. Um, scrappy, yeah, scrappiness, right? He's way taller, I think, too. That's what I'm saying. The reach. Oh, okay. okay or are we just saying Jabri's kind of a little a little short? But okay, we saw Jabri get his ass beat by fucking David, and David looks skinny as fuck. Okay. But scrappy. But scrappy. And he, t- he got his ass in a chokehold. Like, that man would have passed out if they didn't stop that. Yeah. I'm taking John all day. Okay, you're right. Also, Jabri picked the wrong person to attack. There is no fucking way John would ever back down. No. Oh, no. Especially his pride is vo- on the line? Especially vocally? No. What do I got to back down for? We're just talking <laughs> shit to each other. John will never back down. Like, I want John to stand up. Jabri needs to cool it. Like... <laughs> Jabri was trying to fight uh, Benny. Nah, get in the ring with John. I'll pay five bucks. Wow. Five bucks. (laughs) We move to Ari. She says that her and Benny continue to have communication issues, but Benny has gotten his green card and his goal is to work full time MMA. Not a fan. He's at the point where you can do that part time or weekends, evenings if you want, but you you do have to help provide for your family. This is just my opinion. I, you know, I don't. I'm not in the boxing or you know fighting world like that. But Benny's over thirty. I mean, you're kind of like over the hill in, as far as your prime. I know he's a very athletic dude, but a lot of the folks in this world, I mean, they've been either boxing when they were very young, or even training MMA when they're let's say eighteen, nineteen. Like, dude, you just started this. You were twenty nine, thirty. And I don't know, maybe you did it over in Ethiopia, but I don't know how intensive training. If he were to do this as a career, my prediction would be he would just be a guy who, you know, maybe he wins half his fights, loses the other half. But, like, that's not good either. I mean, that means you're you're probably getting knocked out. You're getting choked out. Like, probably not good for your health. I feel like he could find a happy medium 
get a job at the gym, work out on your breaks, train after work. I don't know. I just don't think we should be putting all of our eggs in this MMA basket. But it's it seems like Ari's doing some social media marketing manager thing. Allegedly, yes. Benny doesn't work, but he also has to pay for the training and the gym time. Uh, and so I'm like... You have to think of childcare in this. Like, I still think they're relying on her parents. Yeah. I mean, if he doesn't have a job yet and Ari's only doing that, I'm sure the parents are still paying their rent. I seriously think... And again, I've mentioned this before. I have no fucking evidence. I think her siblings fucking hate her. I think it's hard to not be jealous of a sibling that gets a lot of help. During Ari and Benny's section, we get more of Jabri. Interjecting. He's giving relationship advice. He says Ari's holding Benny back. Thank you. I didn't need your side commentary. This is the beginning of just constant interruption, interjection by Jabri. He's like, you you a, you a star, bro. She holding you back, man. You a star. I'm like, bro, your girl literally got you to leave your band. Yeah. What What are you talking about? Also, a couple of things here. Benny will never stick up for Ari. This dude didn't say anything. The fact that he didn't say anything was really weird. Some folks are saying that it could have been like a language thing, or maybe he he's maybe fine he's English. maybe he's Jabri's talking a little too fast, and like he's kind of like whatever. This dude's just talking. I kind of wish Miona, which she never would, but I don't know if it's appropriate to let your husband go off on everyone. Maybe at the break, be like, "Hey, don't do that." I don't know. I'm just not a fan of Benny or Miona just allowing Jabri to talk mad shit about everyone. Do you want my Salina update now? Sure. So I, lo- I looked it up, and I looked up just a just a normal place that kind of looks like it'd be decent. It's a the Ridge of Salina in Salina, Kansas. Now a two bedroom is you know eight hundred bucks, eight hundred sixty. Now in the Northwest, a two bedroom is probably like two thousand. Well, it's just insane the difference. The Northwest in, in a major city. Northwest in a major city, but I could I could see them move out. I could see that. Yeah, I can. We move on to Eve and Mohammed. Eve says that she can put on whatever she wants now, and she does not get a hard time from Muhammad. I found it weird that she says that, but when we see her on this tell-all, she's wearing like a fully covered dress. Jabri interjects again, saying, you guys are going to work out. You're learning. You're expanding. Unlike Ari and Benny, they're not going to work out. Now, I refuse to talk about all of his interjections, but this one was just so rude. I had to bring it up. Why do you and Miona think that you've been together for 20 years? And you have it all figured out and you know everything. Also, just going back to the thong thing with even Mohammed. All right. So okay. why did nobody back Mohammed up? That's what I'm saying. Like, I'm all okay. for expression. Eve didn't, this was not cute. Why didn't the ladies on the panel be like, okay, hey, girl, your, your, your things are showing. Like, come on. You, you, you had to cover, you cover, cover it up. I think what made it more awkward is she was completely covered on the top. Like, if you were going for that look and you were doing, like, sheer dress, bra thong sure but it was like a tank top and a thong you cannot convince me that was the look she was going for nothing you can say why did they not show the clip they should have fuck if they showed the clip me and you watched it back if they showed if they showed the clip defend this the the, the cast would have been like girl girl do you think she knew we talk about this way too much there's no way she knew it was that sheer she, she must have done a mirror look like hey i'm ready boom let me check let me check myself out real quick you had to maybe it was low light Maybe. We move on to Patrick and Thais. A year ago, Patrick had no sperm due to his steroid use, so it was very shocking that they were able to get pregnant so fast. I'm very concerned that Patrick did not tell Thais that he could not have children, and that was a goal of hers. It kind of made it seem like she wasn't aware of that. 
That's not fair. Or was Patrick sort of, maybe he did his research. He's like, oh yeah, as soon as I stop taking them, like my little men will be active again. I don't know. I just feel uh, like he should have told her because that's a big, that's a big deal. I mean, think of Bilal having, I mean, it's all theories to me, but I really do think there's something going on with Bilal and he's not telling Shida and I would give Patrick just as much shit. Shida did make the comment of like, haha. If oh, you, that was rude you know, as fuck. You want to know how to not have a kid, talk to Bilal or something. I'm like, Man, not, may, not maybe, okay. maybe Ellie is onto something with Bilal. Snip, you, snap, uh, snip, snap. Yeah. And of course, there's what? issues and medical issues, but wouldn't he tell her? No, because he doesn't want to have another child. We talk about the cheating incident again, which did not need to come up at all. They clearly have semi-worked past it. They got married. They are having a child. We already discussed it in length on the show. He couldn't get it up. So I didn't really know why we brought this up again, because... They've clearly come to a point where it's okay for them because they've moved past that. They've continued their relationship. But their whole section, I felt like, was going over it again and how Thais doesn't trust him, but she trusts him enough to marry him, so... During the conversation of cheating, Patrick says that there was a language barrier. I think that's bullshit to say considering he speaks Portuguese. Does that mean, like, back then or now? I think he has spoken Portuguese the entire time he's known her. Yeah, I didn't like the fact that they had to reiterate all of this because it also put Patrick in a like weird light. As I'm watching this show, I'm like, this is so awkward for him. He's sort of like defending himself, but he's but like, also, yeah, you caught me. I'm like, he's not really admitting fault. He's not doing a great job. He's more trying to well, make excuses for, well, we weren't really dating. And Sean had to say, I'm like, it sounds like you were dating two women. He's like, yeah. Like, it, yeah. It so not that- great. Also not great that Thais told her friend, well, had her friend join her at an appointment and not Patrick. You know, I'm not a father, but I don't think this would bug me. No? Because Thais doesn't have her parents. That'd be like you taking your mom. I'm like, she doesn't have that, but the closest thing is a friend. So she took uh, her- The closest thing should be her husband. Well, true. But maybe, well, uh, clearly she wasn't, she wanted the total confirmation before she let him know. So she, like she can't take the husband. I feel like six tests is pretty solid. That is an interesting quirk that they mentioned about her. Like she needs things to be a thousand percent sure before she does an action or commits to something. That could be like where you grow up. Like just. I mean, yeah. You know know what I mean? Like things have to be a for sure for me to commit. Which understandable. Can't hate on it. But I didn't like the lie. I mean, Patrick's lies way worse. So that's that's my only devil's (laughs) advocate is like she didn't have like a like a mom figure to bring. So she brought her friend. With Karen Guillermo, I hated the flashback of the computer. Everyone is right. She... Like belittled him. Yeah. Treated him like a child and she will not accept that. She will not accept fault. She won't even entertain the idea that she did anything wrong. This is a difference between... Okay, look at Jabri and Patrick, how they are interjecting in other people's issues. When Patrick does it, he's almost like giving us pretty decent information yeah, but he's when not Jab- picking When Jabri's doing it, he's like, I'm just trying to fight people. Yeah. You know, Patrick's saying, like, you're you're definitely being condescending in this scene. And Kara's, like, trying to say no. And they're like, no, yes, he mentions a laptop. You tell him to go fucking buy a toothbrush. Like, you're condescending. Bilal interjects in this segment and says that he feels like the adult in the relationship because Shida has lived in a box. She has never paid bills. And Shida quickly covers Bilal's mouth. Oh. So this is my theory. I feel like because he was airing her business, that's where the sperm baby comment came Mm. from. And she's like, okay, well, if we're not going to be respectful of each other, let's go. 
What did you feel like when you found out that Shida's never paid bills? At this what does point, that mean? Phone bill, house bill, electric bill. I feel like I can't trust Bilal. So when he says she has never paid a bill, I feel like he's stretching the truth. Why was she covering his mouth? Could this be one of those, like, the way we grow up, we live with our parents? Yes, know? absolutely. I but then, totally okay, think so. Then, but she says she had a yoga studio. Did the parents pay? Like, who paid for that? She was, like, if you're running a business, like, you need, you know, you're in that world. I was also wondering if it's a family business. That's what I thought, too. Like, maybe her dad owns, like, the building, so she just uses a space. space in it. I don't know. This is the portion where Patrick also says, basically, American women are controlling. Which isn't a good look for him no, not at, all, at all. Because you're like, oh, I got a Brazilian woman, so I can control her, is how I, I like, took that. Not a good look. And like, then you're just shitting on all American women? Okay. Yeah, that's the whole putting, like everyone in a box like this entire group of of women in a box like dude that's not cool like he didn't look great this episode i have to say maybe the folks you've dated but maybe i I don't know it was weird we talk about how bylaw's a neat freak he has his corks and then he feels the need to throw shida under the bus again and saying well she's messy like even in this break look at her hands she had food all over her hands i think you're right where Bilal might talk things up i don't trust anything he says Mostly because of the pranks, obviously, and I don't know. He, I see through his bullshit, just like Patrick did. Something that we always suspected, and Shida confirms in this segment. When Bilal would go visit her, she would roll out the red carpet for him, make him food, make sure he's comfortable. And so that's extra insulting to how she was treated upon her first arrival. A test. Yeah, I can't, I can't imagine being treated that way when I go visit. So in my mind, I need to test you when you arrive to see if you're really into me. I can't imagine testing someone that I brought here. What? As Shida is speaking on the pranks, Blal interrupts her and asks, what did you say? No, no, no. What did you say in the beginning? Disgusting. So controlling. If she's talking shit, let her talk shit. You were talking shit. When they showed Shida doing the head tap and Bilal pulling over on the side of the road, he says, I would never put a woman out on the side of the road. Then why did you try to invoke fear? This woman has never been in this country. You pull over to the side of the road. You then continue on to your children's school and you leave her in the car. You don't say where you're going. If you're going to be back, what's going on? It's all fucking mind games with him. Well, okay, we see different sides of Bilal. And sometimes he's like this businessman. Sometimes he's like this really playful dad who makes jokes. But then if like Shida, it's almost like if Shida tried to make jokes, like it wouldn't be taken the same way. Oh, she's not allowed to joke. She's only allowed to sit there and be quiet and agree with Bilal. Guillermo, please never grow up to be like Bilal. Oh, I know. He's like, this guy's like my role model, man. I look up to this guy. Feeding into that ego. No. I was like, maybe like the amount of success he's had, but not like him as a person. Bilal did something that I do, and I'm not proud I do it. But Sean asks if Bilal can speak to his own behavior and especially reflect on how things have kind of transpired. Shida says that he cannot, and Bilal responds with, okay. When I'm done with a conversation, I also say, okay. (laughs) It's not a good habit I got into. I just have nothing to add. I'm annoyed. Sean's like, okay, now we're getting past the aggressiveness. Yep, exactly. And And then he just smiles. He's like, what? He's like, yeah, that's what what you're doing. Asshole. It's basically his way of saying, um, uh, you can shut up now. My favorite is when I do it to you and you go, I know what that means. (laughs) Fuck you. (laughs) Shahida joins the stage. And I thought 
This was so unnecessary. Not necessarily her presence, but what she said and how she acted. The amount of tension in this family, fucking crazy. Am I wrong for thinking that Shahida is in the wrong? That she should not have came into her ex's house and acted like that to his new wife? I think you're good. I think I would feel the same way. In her defense, she was coming to like protect her children, protect their future, but probably just came about it the wrong way. Coming in too hot. Like, like she should have said, like, hey, it's a touchy subject because in some ways you can say it's not your place to talk about a prenup between me and my future husband. Absolutely. Like, you're, you're not in this relationship. Yeah. It's, how do you approach that? Do you, do you say something like... You don't say anything at all. Um, That's how you approach it. Do you approach it with, like, hey, I want to protect my children. You just don't bring it up. You do not bring it up. In my opinion. I just don't see how this is your business at all. Yes, it's your children, but... I mean, also, you are a parent as well. What are you doing to protect them? Why is it only on the father? Is that a bad way of thinking? Maybe. She's remarried, right? Yes. And has a baby? Yes. A new baby? I I don't know. Yeah, I I just think you're right. I think you're right. I think it was wrong to do it. It created some crazy tension. And then Shahida thinks that Shida needs to apologize. But then Shida thinks she, like, they're not good. They're not good. They're not good. Shida does not need to apologize. We find out that Shahida basically fell out of love. She wanted a best friend and she got more of a father figure. He was very particular about how he wanted the house and she was very stressed about that, having two small children at home. I can't imagine someone putting these demands on you while you are the one watching the children. Like you just come home from work and you're like, why is the house messy? You, You can clean it then. The connection Sean made during this conversation of like, Shahida, do you see similarities in... Why Shahida basically like wanted to end things. And I mean, these things are still happening now. And it's obviously doesn't seem like the person's had any growth. They're doing the exact same things. He absolutely has not changed. His family is making excuses for him. And he's encouraged to stay that way. I think what pissed me off the most was Shahida saying that the prenup is necessary because Shida came into the relationship with no assets, no car. Get out of their business. You're not in this relationship. Sure, you share kids with this man. This is going to be their stepmother, their friend, however you want to address her. But there has to be some common respect. This is who the father of your children has decided to marry. Now butt out. What did you think about the shade that Shida did by not looking in her direction? Would you have acknowledged her and said hi? No. You wouldn't have acknowledged her? I'll look at her when she's talking, but I'm not going to say hi to you. No. You don't deserve it. This is savage mode. Like, they are... It's so bad. Yeah. And, it's th- and the tell-all... At the end of this tell-all, like, nothing was resolved. They're like, oh, we just want to know what you guys' issue is, and you can go now. Shahida said that she felt bad for Bilal for how she acted when Shida saw the house. She couldn't even stay one day in the house that I lived in for two years. Okay, but I that's think, not how Bilal portrayed himself. I think, yeah, context is everything. He's a salesman. He sold himself to Shida in, I wear fancy suits. I have bougie fucking travel bags. I have nice cars. You didn't sell her on, I have this fucking dilapidated fucking house that I literally haven't done anything to in years. That's not fair. No. That's not fair. And the journey is so different. Like when Shahida and Bilal were together, they were at a different place in their life and their relationship. I mean, like if that's what you could afford, that's totally fine, but... They've all had growth uh, financially and individually. Well, maybe not Bilal, but that's not fair to judge 
Shida that she didn't want to stay there, where they are in a different place in life now. We find out Jabri is also an expert on Egypt. Let's everyone know that Mohammed is adjusting. Thank you. This man did one trip to fucking Egypt for like a day or two. And he's like, I, I looked around. I saw the culture. I know everything. So here is where things are not aligning. At the beginning of the episode, Eve said that she's allowed to wear whatever she wants. And then in their segment, it said that Mohammed still isn't comfortable with the way Eve dresses. He said something like, I could voice my opinion, but I'm not going to like stop her. I understand what he's trying to say, that it's more painful for a man to hear that she is supporting you. Because it sounds like Eve does say this multiple times, and I think it'd be painful for anyone to hear. Man, woman, doesn't matter. It's just hard to always hear that and when you're already uncomfortable with the situation. So I kind of can see where he's coming from. Mohammed said that he's worried about Eve's image in front of his family, but the whole reason he messaged her is because she's in a bikini, so that's not fair. Also, your mom on the show said to let her do what she wants. So I don't think it'll be that big of a deal. Or if it is, maybe it's not the woman for you. I did enjoy that they called out the double standard of Muhammad can pose half naked, but I can't like wear a bikini. And that's the culture. So when they try to tie it back, I'm like, yeah, that's the culture there or here now. It's true. But if they talked about anything prior to getting married, maybe they would have known the expectations. This is fully their fault, both of them. Then Chris joins the stage. Kara's ex-boyfriend from high school, which is the strangest storyline I think I've ever seen on this show. I'll say he has a wide dynamic of fashion wear. Yes, it was very Weird Al. They had such little content that they needed to find a boyfriend from high school to do any kind of drama, any kind of conversation. Has she not had a boyfriend since high school? I find that incredibly hard to believe. Same. Because it said they dated in high school and probably the very beginning of college, aka I went away, hey, I want to break up. Yes, that's what it was. Yeah, she said she left everything behind. And Kara's 30. Mm-hmm. You, you know what I mean? Like, there's just there wasn't much there as far as disagreements, right? This is a couple who legit has a life together. They're in love. They don't have too many issues besides maybe Guillermo getting belittled a little bit. Chris sharing his experiences made everyone else share their experiences with cheating, in particular, Emily and Kobe. Kobe took his ex out for dinner while him and Emily were together, but long distance. I was curious if that was in China or in Africa. Africa, because she already had the baby. Ooh. Yeah, not a good look. What was the point? There's nothing good that's going to come from this dinner. Jabri called all of his exes to apologize for being an F-boy, and Miona does consider that cheating. This is weird. I feel like if people are your exes, you know what? You wish them the best and you go your own separate ways. You don't really... You you must have really fucked up to feel like you need to call them and apologize. Yeah, probably, because if it ended because you were just over it, do you really need to apologize? No, you were an asshole. Do you think he did it as a way, because we, we know we've seen him use sage and he's like saging the house, he was saging the wedding. Do you think if he's all about the energies, he kind of felt, I want to start this thing or continue this thing with Miona in like the best energy possible. I need to sort of apologize for my past. That's kind of the only reason I could see that even happening. He wants that karma to stay far away from his relationship. Yeah, I think personally, I wouldn't do this. I would just wish people the best and that's all. 
Though Guillermo did say that Kara should apologize. Why? As far as the way she treated yeah, him? Yeah, basically for cheating on him, for leaving him. Out of everything we heard in this episode, this is like the only thing that I think had a slight resolution. Yeah, kind of. This I don't see the reason for Chris to ever be in their life past today. John then joins the stage and he's excited to be an uncle. While we were giving shit to Thais for telling her friend before telling Patrick, we find out that John drunkenly told his friends also. So everyone has to keep things under wraps, right? For the reveals, for the show. Man, I'm assuming it was deleted at some point and like reposted, but this is one of those things where you'd have to be super active to see a conversation of like, congratulations on the baby. And then everyone's like, what? Unless, well, he, unless he social media. Oh, okay. It okay. wasn't a post. Oh, my mistake. John and Jabri then get into it. Gets really unnecessary. I don't know why you would pick a fight with John. He's not going to back down. Yeah, somebody should have talked to Jabri and said, hey, man, this dude's off limits. Just because Jabri doesn't drink, it doesn't mean that he can be on a high horse in regards to someone else's drinking. That's not your business. It doesn't involve you in any way, shape, or form. You are not in that person's life. Do not have an opinion on it. If that person's struggling, they have to have their own journey. Jabri needs to get out of it. That's kind of how the episode ended. We are still going. There is a part two. I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to John not backing down. Yeah, I hope it continues. Is that bad? God, he hit him hard, too. He's like, man, I'm getting blinded by your shiny suit. And then he doubled back. He's like, you still living at home? Come on, bro. Come on. It's going to be good. I'm just still so annoyed that Jabri thought he could have an opinion on everyone else and no one came for him. Oh, people are coming for him. I hope so. I mean, they're probably going to do talks with the mom and dad. They there's there's a out. lot. There's more we need to get into. I, I need to go. Like I said in the finale, I need deep conversations with Emily's family. I need opinions. I need the hard questions. I'm ready for it. Just bring out sister. Play the scene where sister says she takes advantage of my parents. And she doesn't understand how it's impacting them or the length it impacts them. Yep. Well, these parents have their house back. All right. That's all. I hope you have a good week. We will talk to you later from Married at First Sight. Bye, guys. Bye.